Oh my goodness. Hi, Karen. Hello. 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 I am thrilled to see you. Oh my gosh, Katie. It is always, as I say, always wonderful to see you. So happy to see you on this Friday. Happy April Fool's Day. Oh yeah, that's right. Happy April Fool's Day. Happy spring. I mean, since we've seen each other, the seasons have changed. It's a new month. I'm sure that, I mean, other bad shit's happened for me, but yes, it is wonderful to see you. It is so wonderful to see you. It has, it's gotten warmer. Like I'm able to wear a tank top inside. My house is really, really warm. I need to adjust the thermostat. It's not actually that warm all the time, but I will say it's getting into the sixties in Bend, which is an enormous, you know, increase in, yeah, it, it still starts the day in like, you know, 25, but whatever it's, <laughs> it's getting, it's getting better, but yes, it feels like forever. I mean, I do feel like it's been a while and I also am grateful for breaks. And so like, it's been nice to have a break and yeah, it's, it's been a lot happening lately. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, and you know, listeners, we were talking, sometimes we know when breaks are going to happen and we tell you, sometimes we know breaks are going to happen and we like marathon record. So we don't have any breaks. Like we have breaks in recording, but we don't have breaks in episodes. And then sometimes shit that just hits the fan. And we're like, well, I guess we're not recording for a couple weeks. Yep. And that's okay. And it's like, it's, it's good any way it happens. And that's, that's life in a long-term project like this. It's true it happens. Life happens, you know? Mm. Yeah. So where should we begin? I I was just going to say the same thing. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like we could jump right into today's topic unless you, I think we should. Okay. I actually think that's a really good idea because that's kind of where we should begin anyway, in my opinion. (laughs) And of course, we've gotten to catch up before we hit record. Yes. Um, so I will just share that today's topic of, I don't know how you're going to frame this, Katie, oh, yeah. you do all of the titling and all that stuff, but like, just that you never know what people are going through and you never know what people are dealing with. And I feel like a lot of us get trained to hold it together no matter what. And those of us who are really good at forging ahead and having this like public persona of like, I got this, like you have no idea when we're like fucking falling apart and terrible things are happening. And I feel like I've had terrible things happen that people know about and even still have still managed to even knowing, and I'll get into what's going on, even knowing what I'm dealing with, people have come at me with the like, oh, I'm so sorry to bug you. Oh, I'm so sorry to bother you. Oh, I, I didn't want to text you while you're gone, but And it's just this, like, well, I know you're going to handle it. So I'm just going to come at you and I'll get into more about why, like, you just don't know what people are going through. And I feel like we forget to be empathetic. Yes, I totally agree. And I love this topic. Thank you for bringing it up. I think it's like empathy and remembering that the universe doesn't revolve around our experience exclusively is a good thing to remember. Like, I think that I have this in every aspect of my life. Like I think everyone does. Like, it's like you're driving down the road and you're really late for something and somebody cuts you off and you're like, motherfucker, what the hell? Like, I hate that person, but you have no idea what that person, that person might really be having a awful day or 
or they might just love cutting people off. But even then, like maybe they're like, you never know. It's like every, but it's like, what if, I think there's just so much beauty in thinking about like, okay, hold on. Like, let's just take a breath. Every single person, you know, as Neil deGrasse Tyson is a universe into themselves. I know I'm botching that quote, but like the idea is, is that like, we all have so much stuff going on, good stuff, bad stuff, sad stuff, glad stuff, all of the things, stuff that we're angry about, like all of these things are happening inside of our head. And I think that like, when you look at someone else, like all the things that are happening in your head, like are the same, like, it's like, it's the same amount of things or even more or less or whatever, but like those people deserve empathy. And I'm making sense. I, I know I'm rambling. (laughs) You totally are making sense. And, you know, and I think I was describing to you this feeling of burnout that I'm having this like feeling of like, I, I know I'm approaching a place that I don't want to go to because like everything is a like, oh my God, what the fuck, right? Like no matter what anybody says to me, it can be the simplest thing. It can be like, they're not even really asking anything of me. And it's just like, oh, right. Like that's how I know yes. that I'm tiptoeing to the edge. Yes. But you can't see that on my face necessarily. And I just feel like, yeah, like somebody who looks totally fine on your little Zoom square could totally be like at their wits fucking it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it matters so much how you approach people and approaching people with kindness and gentleness. And again, with empathy, it's like, I just it being like seeing people on zoom is such an impersonal way of seeing people because it like, first off, it cuts off three fourths of your body, literally. <laughs> and it's like, you know, you could have a broken leg right now, Karen. And I wouldn't even know. I, I hope you don't, but like, it's like, you know, like you would not have any idea. Like, and I just, it's like, or I wouldn't have any idea, but like, I, I just feel like there's so much to be said for like, just asking, like, how is someone doing? And like, how are you doing? And like really listening and not making it all about you and like creating space and just giving people grace. And like, you know, those people that are coming at you with whatever deadlines or whatever urgency they have in their head, like maybe just pause for a second. And, and it would be so, I don't know if they're already doing this, but if they instead said, you know, can you take this call right now? Or are you available for this conversation? Is that happening in those conversations? I'm guessing it's not. Is, is that? No. <laughs> no. Nope. I, so I'll give my example. So some of you who know me know that I recently lost my grandmother um, two weeks so ago, sorry. actually. Today. Oh, thank you. Um, she lived in Sheffield, Alabama, which is where I am recording right now. And I was down here visiting. I happened to be down here visiting when she passed away unexpectedly. And so I took a week of bereavement leave to make arrangements and do all of the things. I'm here with my mother and my grandfather. And like we had the service on a Saturday. And then the following Monday, I went back to work remotely from working from here. And I have this big, important, you know, capital letters, big, important competition, Zoom presentation bullshit thing on Tuesday. And they were very prescriptive about how our backgrounds had to look and our sound had to be perfect and we couldn't be distracted. And like, they were telling us Katie to go buy plants to put in our background. They were telling us like what plants to buy to put in the background. This is a five minute presentation. Yeah. Like everything. Ridiculous. All of this shit, right? Well, I'm, I'm in the background back bedroom 
of my grandparents house in Sheffield, Alabama, right? Like I don't yeah. have a mom. <laughs> they told us we couldn't use virtual background. It was like so crazy. And that's ridiculous, was, by the way. Like, that's oh my God, we had insane. a whole, right? Like meeting about how everything had to be perfect. And so I get called on. There are like 10 of us who presented and I got called on out of order. So I was like really jarred. Like I oh. thought I had one other person in front of me and then oh, I got no. called on. So I was like, oh, I was like, oh, there's not anybody ahead of me. And so they were like, the person running, it was being a little snarky because I was so stunned and I came off mute. And of course the house phone, my grandparents still have the house phone. As soon as I come off mute, the house phone rings, right? Oh my God. And, oh my God. And they had this thing about like, oh, we're going to give a prize to the first person who forgets to unmute themselves, right? Like that's how shitty they're being about this. Look, you're going to get a- They sound prize. like assholes. Just what? So my phone rings and the person running it says, oh, Karen, you get a mug too. And I took a breath and I said, hi, everyone. I hope that you will extend me some grace during my five minutes. And then I explained what was going on, that I had just lost my grandmother. And that I am here, not at home, taking care of my grandfather, who likes to yell hello at the phone when it rings. Yes. <laughs> it's, I'm by the door of the bedroom and that my mother may wander in with a towel, as she's been known to do. Like, I've, I've had mom bombings. And I feel like it was very calming for me, but it was also a giant fuck you to yeah. these people. Like that to me is a perfect example of you don't know what somebody's going through. Like, oh, Karen, where's your Zoom background? Oh, you've got a phone ringing in the background. Why didn't you mute it? Oh, you've got this, you've got that. Like, oh, okay. Let me tell you why, fuckers. <laughs> and then you're going to shame yourself. And hopefully you're going to take a step back and think like, wow, that was really shitty to be hard on her about that shit. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. And I ended my presentation by saying, I really can't wait to get my gift in the mail. That's amazing, Karen. I mean, I am speechless because that is <laughs> the biggest, most colossal, badass goddess move ever. I think a lot of people would have just like stuffed it, but you were out with it. You were honest. Like what a gift that you gave to yourself and those assholes that they needed to check their themselves. Like, oh man, my God, I have some words for those people. Like what <laughs> planet are they on? Like, that's horrible. Like, ugh. after all we've, thank you for saying that, by the way. Yeah. After all we've been through and all we're going through and the, the collision of our personal lives and our professional lives and yes, just all of it, like just to be so rigid about anything right now, it just seems so odd to me. Like looking back on it, it's like, really? Right. Now? It seems so inhumane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think anytime, but also now, oh especially God. like, and it's, it's just like, I love that you ended your presentation with saying that you couldn't wait for your gift. Fuck yep. yeah. Just stick yeah. it to them. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm going to get, Oh, I'm going to get a prize because I had a distraction in the background. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait to get it. Oh yeah. Gross. Those people Ew. are gross. Yeah. Also, I hope that it helped them look in the mirror at themselves and be like, right. Oh, Karen's going through this. I need to be more empathetic. And then also probably they're perfectly, you know, coiffed everything and they're all of their fucking house plants behind them with their no virtual background. Like, I hope they were like, mm, maybe I need to check myself also because I'm also going through something. Yeah. Well, and I also couldn't help, but 
thank you know of course this is a these not not all of everybody running this program is men but this was a man running this particular part of it and I just thought like it just made me reflect on how differently I feel like men are experiencing this really yes all of it like this as in all of it I mean life in general but all of it because I feel like they a lot of them have wives who are bearing the brunt of the difficulty of this yes right who are making sure the house plants behind them get fucking watered yes right how easy is it to sit there and to dictate how other people present themselves when you have somebody taking care of all your shit for you yes yes you have a live-in maid it's <laughs> a whole I other mean, podcast <laughs> <laughs> but for reals though like there i mean the statistics i'm not even making this shit up like and neither are you like the statistics are real like the number of women who have left the workforce since march of 2020 is unprecedented and it's like those are women who have they could have been the people who were you know like I mean, dual income households or even single income households where they were the people making the lion's share of the income, whatever, whatever arrangement, there are so many women who have left the workforce in droves, millions and millions and millions of women that have left the workforce for this exact reason. Yes. Oh, it's horrifying. And you know, it also made me, oh, my stomach just growled really loud. It also made me think like of the thing I you know, I gave that presentation and then I think I cooked dinner for everybody. I, it's already told you Katie about my terrible, terrible Tuesday. And then I think I cooked dinner and I was just thinking this joke that like me and my friends have made, even my street friends, like what we really need is a wife. <laughs> <laughs> what I really need in this situation. Really? Like, <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yes. You need a wife to have gotten you those house plants behind you to be like, telling your grandfather not for this five minutes, please. Like, no, yes, like to, uh. Today's episode is brought to you by all of the batshit fucking crazy political ads that are playing in the state of Alabama right now, y'all. Reese Witherspoon was right that you should have to have a passport to come down here. I have seen people talking about how they're going to drive illegals to the airport in their pickup trucks and make them pay for their luggage. I've seen the sitting governor of the state of Alabama fire a pistol on a political commercial. And don't even get me started about everybody talking about Donald Trump and Trump's America and how terrible Joe Biden is. I'm not even gonna talk about the other offensive fucking language that people use down here. Oh my God, illegals as a noun? What is wrong with you people? It's batshit crazy. And I have been here for three weeks and I feel like I've seen every commercial multiple times and it's just a wild world and it's some amazing perspective. So um, thank you, batshit crazy political commercials of Alabama. And also thank you to my mother for moving to Chicago. So I don't have to live here. Gosh, that's horrible. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And not in any way am I trying to be disrespectful to your grandmother who just died and that is his wife. But yes, I did I didn't mean that, but yes. Oh God, that's horrible. That's just awful. And I'm so sorry that you had that experience. And I also think that there's just so much truth to thinking about what other people are going through. And I think there's also something to be said for like. I don't know how to say this in a tactful way. So it's probably not going to come out very tactful, but like, 
I have been in situations with people who are very charged and like, they're very charged. And I'll just take the road rage example for as an, as an example, again, and someone cuts them off or does something or pisses them off in any way, I guess it doesn't have to be driving. And they do think for a split second about what that other person is going through, but it doesn't like they make it so that it's not as bad as what they're going through. Does that make sense? Like, and, or it's like, or it's not as valid as what they're going through or it's wrong, whatever they're going through, like so-and-so I don't agree with what they do. And so therefore like it's wrong. And so, and then there's, that's just another like, um, lack of empathy even more. And it's like, I really think empathy is not easy. Like, I don't think this is like an easy solution for people. Like, yes, like listening and having empathy and all of those things that we're talking about sound like, oh yeah, you're right. Like, that's great. But when you're charged, when you're like really, really mad and like when you, or when you're asking someone for something, if you're at work and you're getting it from all sides and like, you're like, oh my gosh. And to, to hand off not what you're getting, but what you want to bring into the world, which is empathy and kindness. Like that takes a lot of, like that takes an exercise of a different muscle that I think everyone frankly should be exercising, but also like, there's something to be said for like just digging deep, you know, in, in terms of that. And like, not because really, if you're just making someone wrong for whatever their actions are or whatever they're going through, you're not empathetic at all. Like not at all. And I, I keep that so eloquently put. So thank you for that. And really, I, I didn't think I was eloquent at all. I'm like, was that <laughs> even articulated? I don't know, <laughs> but thank you. I feel like it was, I mean, it just makes me think this thing I keep saying that I like, I feel like I really before the last two years had this like deep well of empathy I was drawing from for work and for dealing with other people and for dealing with my family. And I feel like I really feel it run and dry and yep. it's, and the other thing I'm going to try not to cry away when I tell the story, but like, so the other thing it brings up for me is so like, I wrote the obituary for my grandmother and it was in the program, obviously, like they did like print programs for her service and the printer inserted errors, like <gasps> typos retyped, right. And I caught it too late. And right, I mean, I'm an editor for a living, right? Like I'm just like tortured by this. And I woke up in the middle of the night thinking like, oh, I should have, I, I, when I caught the errors, I should have called. I should have just emailed, I should have called, but maybe they caught it in time. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, then oh. we get to the funeral, of course. And like, it's right. It's like the beginning of the obituary. There are these typos in it. And I was just like, and I just kept thinking, I am going to cry, like, that grace is about giving yourself grace when shit goes wrong, yes. right? Like the ultimate grace that I gave myself, I was so upset about it. Like not upset, upset, but I was just like, oh, and it's just like, I had to give myself this grace for this fuck up, right? Like that wasn't really my fault. And yeah, it's just, that's what, it, what you just said brought up for me. It's just like empathy. That is like the ultimate empathy is like being empathetic when shit's just like, wrong right? yes. like mistakes have been made or somebody's fucked up or somebody's done something like that it was really hard to like forgive myself for it oh thank you for sharing that I thought that obituary was like 
absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> it was so beautiful. I feel like I, I mean, I'll link it in the description of this podcast because it was so well, beautiful. And thank you for sharing that. Cause I think that what you say about giving yourself grace, that's the hardest. And I think that if we're able to give ourselves grace, we can give other people grace. And I think that's like, that's where the work is. Like that's at least in my experience for sure. Absolutely. And I mean, it is work and it's work that you have to keep doing. That's the thing. I keep reminding myself, like I wrote myself this note one day, like strive to be the person I've paid all of this therapy to be (laughs) right. Like you just have to, I just feel like I just have to do it every day, especially in this really emotional situation. So yes. Yeah. And I also think that there's something to be said for giving yourself grace after you've messed up to like someone else, like maybe you haven't shown up in a way that you are happy about and like going back and like forgiving yourself in that moment and trying to, if you can, you know, if the person, if it is a person that you have wronged or treated inappropriately, that you are able to tell them in a genuine way that you're not that you're sorry and that you wish you, I mean, I definitely have had that in my marriage big time. Like, it's like, I, you know, I feel like I just, you know, sometimes I say things and Tyler will say like, that really hurt my feelings. And I'll be so mad, Karen. And I'll just be like, you know, and then, so I'll fight it. I'll fight it. But the truth is, is that like, he's trying to be vulnerable. Like he's trying to tell me the truth about his experience. And if it, if the tables were flipped, which often they are, I need him to give me grace as well. Or I need, it's like, it goes both ways, but it's also very hard because like, once I get over myself and like my ego calms down and I realize shit, like that was pretty shitty. What I just did. Damn it. And like, I, this happened yesterday. Like, I mean, every day, but like, really like yesterday is the, the top of mind. And he was kind of hurt of, of, you know, related to something I said. And I was like, I basically thought like, that's completely ridiculous that you would be hurt by this. Like, this is like, I didn't even mean it that way, which of course that's not, that doesn't matter at all. And like, and you know, I would never try what I, I would, you know, I'm coming it love what, no, no, it doesn't actually fucking matter. All that matters is what he feels. That's it. That's the only thing that matters. I hate that so much, but oh the thing God. is it's worst, but then I also hate it when he, when I'm the one who wants to say like, you know, if he's saying, well, I didn't mean it that way, or I would never. And I'm like, no, 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 it doesn't actually matter what you meant. It's what I feel and like, just apologize. And so, yeah, I, I feel like what's hard for me is that when I actually realize that like, damn, like that was actually pretty crappy of me. I think the thing is, is that like, no one can get as mad at me as I can get at me as, as mad as I can get at myself. And then I have to just like give myself grace in that way. Like I, I I don't have the formula for how to do that exactly. But I think that like having empathy for ourselves is also part of this conversation. That what you just described, Katie is more proof that you are a next level human. You are like (laughs) the next species, like whatever the next, whatever we are going to evolve into as a species 
you were that human. You are way too kind. I am just giving you the highlights of the highlights, the 1% of the 1% of the 0.1%. Otherwise I'm a raging bitch. (laughs) I was listening to this, like Karen, whoa, let's talk. Yeah. We need to discuss. There's some things to unpack. (laughs) There's a reason we have a couple's counselor. Yeah. He on demands sides. to be on the next episode. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I say that because I, I, you know, especially being here around older relatives, mm-hmm. other generations, the yeah. whole concept of apologize and repair is not mm, in small town Alabama. No, not so we much. Don't, we don't apologize. Why would you acknowledge someone's feelings? feelings bullshit (laughs) what word are you saying that's some shit they teach you up north right like so (laughs) it's just just very aware of this notion of like actually acknowledging someone's feelings and naming it and apologizing and actually asking for forgiveness for whatever yeah that's that's what i'm saying like that's next level human (laughs) that's fucking hard as hell i mean it's one thing to have it with my intimate partner it's a different thing when it's like somebody at work that i'm like i think i offended them shit and like and i don't really know them and so now i have to go back and grovel but not really and yeah it's hard i don't know humaning 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 i just made that word up it's hard (laughs) Oh my God. I'm T-shirts humaning. coming soon. <gasps> humaning. I'm writing humaning. Oh my God, dude. I, I mean, that might actually be a real word. I don't want to take credit for ma- naming that, but like our inventing that, but maybe, maybe I should, I don't know. You <sighs> a thousand percent should. I mean, the, oh, the merch possibilities. Of this, so you. many merch possibilities. I really think of like a sweatband. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think of. Like a 1975 sweatband that's just like, it's, it's like maybe, I don't know, stripes. All right. I'm not even kidding. I might look this up after we record. Oh my God. <laughs> like, like the let's get physical video is what I'm yes. picturing. Olivia oh, no, a hundred percent. Olivia Noon, John, like 1981 Jane Fonda in a leotard yes. videos. Yes. Leg warmers. I think leg warmers need to come back. Actually, my dance teacher, Grace, wears leg warmers from time to time, which means they still exist. And so like, I think I need, I mean, I'm sure everything exists on Amazon, so I should look up some leg warmers. But when is a good time to wear leg warmers? Because like, Mm. I just think this is like a challenge. Like, I I don't know if I want to wear them when I'm working out. They actually seem counterintuitive. Like, I don't really want to be warmer, you know? I'm already sweating. So I don't know. Is it a, is it a dance thing? Like when you said that about getting them, like, I'm just thinking like, I have a coworker who owns a dance supply shop and sells like all of this like cool shit that like normal humans, non-dancer humans would never even think exist, let alone to buy. And yeah, I don't know. I guess it's, it could be like seen as a bracelet for your calf. (laughs) Like it's like, (laughs) it's, it's an accessory that makes you sweat more. Like, I don't know. Like I just, I, I need to try this out. I actually would be willing to be a beta tester, not really a beta tester, but for our control group of two, I mean, yes. yeah, I'm more than happy to uh, try this out. Yeah. Oh my God, I got a leg warmer. 
I mean, when did we wear them? I mean, I definitely had leg warmers when I was a kid. When did we wear did them? You? Like, what was the use case? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I know I'm older than you, but I definitely remember having like red. They weren't strawberry shortcake per se, but they weren't not strawberry shortcake. They were Amazing. red and they had kind of flowery situation on them. But yeah, I definitely wear them to school. Okay. So do you wear them over pants ever? Or is it always with shorts? Like it's <laughs> always, it's always with shorts, right? Like that would be shorts, super weird. Wait, not shorts. Oh my God. <laughs> or like, like, you, do you wear them with shorts? Oh, the phone. I Could don't you know. Wait, what? Oh, no, I didn't hear the phone. Oh, oh I do a little bit in the background. That's amazing. I'm really disappointed. My grandfather didn't yell hello. Um, <laughs> I feel like I wore, oh my God, I'm just picturing somebody in those like short 80 shorts with leg warmers. I feel yes. like I wore them with like a denim skirt and tights. And then like, like, so like, I'm thinking oh. like first day of school vibes or like, oh, the, that vibes. is a whole like, look. Yes. That's yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's high fashion. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. Denim yeah. skirt with the, that's brilliant. I think that this could be, okay. So when we have a live event, People get bonus points for wearing leg warmers with a denim skirt. Just saying. Yes. And I, and a striped headband. Yes. A hundred percent the striped headband staying yes. humaning and we will be selling them at the door. Five bucks. Well, it says human. I, I also want shirts that say humaning on the front is hard on the back. Yes. <laughs> I really think that if I had a shirt like that, I would wear it everywhere. And I definitely think people would like approach me at Trader Joe's and be like, where did you get that? I want 10. And I'd be like, well, actually, now that you mention it. Today's episode of Of Course I'm Not Okay, the podcast is brought to you by Projectile Vomit. I just, I really, my heart goes out to anyone who has experienced that phenomenon. Um, I recently dodged a projectile vomit bullet, if you will, by a trip that I was going to go on being canceled because there was a, a stomach virus outbreak. And I am really, I mean, genuinely sad for anyone who got sick with it. But um, the uh, description of what I would have gotten if I got that virus, projectile vomit and diarrhea were very prominently uh, described. And all I think about is just green hose vomit coming out of my mouth and I'm just glad that I don't have that experience but anyway I don't know where I'm going with this but projectile vomit thank you for sponsoring this podcast <laughs> your cashier at Trader Joe's would definitely ask you because you know they like get 100%. trained to like make small talk conversation with you do they really Trader Joe's people get trained to make small talk oh yeah like if I <laughs> I think my friend who works there said this, like, yeah, no, they, they like get trained to like pick. And I feel like there's a pattern to it because every conversation I've ever had with somebody at Trader Joe's is about an item. Like, oh, I've been really wanting to try this or, oh, this is my favorite or aren't these delicious. Or it's about like something completely benign around us. But I feel like oh my they, God. they don't just, just ring you up. They like make conversation with you. Karen, I really feel like my entire life is a lie. <laughs> Like, seriously, I was at Trader Joe's like two days ago and I was like, this guy's so friendly. No, he's, re he's like, he was trained to be friendly. Like, I feel like I'm talking to a robot when I talk to them now. Oh, well, they are really friendly. I mean, I always leave Trader Joe's 
thinking two things a wow i saved so much money and b dale is really friendly or whatever the fuck that guy's name is and so like but they do they comment every single time on like what you got like oh i love dried cranberries also i'm like do you like i mean i never have questioned it i'm just like yeah totally they're the best you know actually i've gotten really into dates lately this is a total sidebar because I don't eat sugar anymore and dates are so good. They're so Ooh. good. They actually, they're and they don't spike my blood sugar. So it's kind of great anyway, sidebar. But like the point is they've, the, the guy has never commented on the dates. This is so interesting. I really think that every single episode we should refer back to what our Trader Joe's checkout person said, just, just with no context, we could just say it. And then that could be one of our, our sponsor segments. <laughs> oh my god that'd be so hilarious like oh my god just yes no context like oh, i'm really into bing cherries too really? <laughs> i just i absolutely love i i love the uh you know unsalted nut meats like they're the best <laughs> and then and then just move on <laughs> like that's you know <laughs> oh my god i actually only like the salted nut meats just fyi for the, for the record yeah. yeah they're pistachios anyway so i don't know where we got how we Ooh. got here I'm um, really glad we did though. I, <laughs> if you have any intel on the Trader Joe's training, like validating this belief that I have, I'm pretty sure it's true that oh they get gosh. trained. Because other places, they just like, yeah, other grocery stores, they're not just like making conversation with you about, you're lucky if they grunt at you. Oh, 100%. Like they kind of, they're either, like the only thing the other grocery stores say to me is like, or the cashiers will say like, oh, I'm off in 30 minutes. Thank yes. God. Like that's yes, yes, yes. A, kind of a normal thing that Whole Foods says to me. And then, or if I, if I, you know, spark the conversation, then they'll be like, yeah, uh-huh. Or maybe they'll be in a good mood, like of, you know, say a little bit more than uh-huh. But usually it's like, sweet, I'm done with a stupid job. Like that's what they <laughs> And I'm like, I'm sorry. It sounds like a hard day. And they're like, no, it's been great. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. And like, it's, I think my, the bend whole foods cashiers are a little passive aggressive, but anyway. Ooh. Yeah. It's well, okay. it's that, um, oh my God, what is it called? The Seattle chill. I feel like oh. I have this perception of the Pacific Northwest, this persona of the passive aggressive Pacific Northwest. I think it's the Seattle, it's the Seattle something. Oh, I've never heard of this. Ooh, yeah. Oh my gosh, didn't we talk about this? Didn't we talk about this with Kate Silver? Mm. Oh, we might have. Seattle remember. Freeze? Seattle Seattle. Mm. The yeah. people are just in Seattle. They're just kind of like, eh. It's the whole thing of, I'm going to explain this wrong because it's been a while since I talked about it, but it's like um, you and I meet for the first time mm-hmm. and I say, oh my God, this was, it was so great to meet you. We should hang out sometime. Oh. Right. And it, you say, yeah, we totally should. And then if I follow up with you, I'm being rude because you've already said no. Oh God, God that's so <laughs> horrible. That's so horrible. For someone from the Midwest, I just feel like a Labrador retriever all the time. I'm like, really? I really mean it. Like, can we hang out tomorrow at 4 p.m.? That would be great. And they're just like, mm. I, I thought we were over. Like, this is... <laughs> oh no, that's not just Seattle. That's definitely the Bay Area as well. Or it's just, I mean, maybe it's just a West coast thing. And I'm not saying that everyone in these areas is mean because I definitely have met really, really nice people in the Bay area and Seattle and Bend, but I, yeah, that's, it's definitely like, Oh, let's hang out. And then it just goes away. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes, exactly. Meanwhile, the let's hang out in the Midwest is like, 
you know, you see people at br- like brunch on a Sunday having the best time ever. It's just like, oh my God, we met out clubbing last night. Like we like mean that shit. Oh, I think that Chicago is by far the easiest place to meet friends. Like that's, I love Chicago so much. And I miss that. Like that is a very distinctive quality in my opinion of Chicago where like I lived there for three years and I have such great friends from those three years. And I mean, the Bay area, I also love, and I know there are people listening from the Bay area and I love all of you. And at the same time, like, I do think Chicago is very unique in that way. Like, it's like, it's very much like you saddle up to a bar to like order something for your friends who are at the table behind you and you become BFFs in 75 seconds. Like not even kidding. Like that's a total thing with the person next to you who like just says hello. And it's not even like cheesy. Like it's actually like genuine, authentic connection. Like it's actually amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. The only place I would say is friendlier is I lived in Milwaukee for two and a half years and oh, yeah. I have friends from Milwaukee. I legit. So one of them is Georgette who I nicknamed crazy futon girl. I, I became friends with Georgette because I bought a futon from her. Oh my God. She was like, Oh my God. You're new to town. Come hang out with me and my friends tonight. Like no shit. That's amazing. <laughs> and now and, you're still friends and we're still friends. <laughs> 20 that was 1997 that's incredible oh, that's 25 years ago and Andy yeah this crazy artist kid I I met out at a bar like, yeah you seem cool let's hang out yeah it's so amazing it's like it's such a low barrier like there's just yeah people are just open yeah it's a we we're also in our yes and we were also in our 20s I feel like I agree there's also that like post-college, like you're just looking to make friends. Like that's true. That whole thing. I actually totally agree with that. I think that like up until maybe, and maybe I'm wrong, but like in my experience up until like your late thirties, maybe mid thirties, I would say mid thirties, like it's, you're pretty open for that 15 year span after college. Like you're pretty good. And then people just pair up and have children and, or some people do, but anyway, that's another conversation. (laughs) I am glad we went here, but I do want to circle back, not circle back. God damn. I seriously, I'm just, I want to go back. back. (laughs) Yes. Go back to, um, yes, this topic that was so, is so important. And I feel like we just scratched the surface Karen, but I absolutely love it. And I actually think that it would be really fun to talk about even with other people. Like, like, I don't know. I bet there's an author of some sort that's like written about this kind of stuff or like like the science behind empathy or like how to be more empathetic. It's just basically a template to like be a better person. I mean, I think that I would benefit from that. I'm sure everyone would. Absolutely. Everybody would. And I think it's both being empathetic and also kind of also protecting yourself from other people's shit. Yes. Like it's, you know, something we talk about all the time, like, you know, you don't have to take in other people's, like figuring out a way to not take in other people's negativity and other people's whatever, like being empathetic, but also like kind of like giving it back to them. Like, yes, you're having a bad day and you are not going to make me have a bad day. Yes. We're yes. not doing, we're not doing it. No, <laughs> we're not engaging in this dance. Yeah. That's Mm-mm. not fun for anyone. Yes. <laughs> you were not pulling me into the deep end of the pool with you. We're not. Yes. Going. I definitely find that I, if I feel under-resourced or like tired or whatever, and someone comes at me with their shit, like I definitely can get just pulled in so easily. But if I like have had a really good sleep at night and I've had like 
two weeks of eating well, or I don't know when the planets have aligned the one time in my life, I like, will I will actually look at them if they're being an asshole to me and be like, Hey, are you okay? And then it will just like click out the spell usually, but like, no one says that, like, no one says like, Hey, you all right? Like, is everything okay? Like people are like <gasps> feelings, like, <laughs> Like I have a friend who someone was like, she went through this whole streak of like, people would be mean or say things that she perceived as mean, or I'm sure they were mean. I'm not saying that the, her feelings are her feelings. And there we go again. She didn't perceive them. She, they were not nice to her and she would be like, huh? Like that was it just, huh? And then she would pause and like, it would be a long pregnant pause. And then the person every single time, Karen would come back and be like, oh, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean it like that every time because like, and I'm not saying that that's like a good template to use, but it's interesting because like, if you like, she basically was like trying not to take the bait of like their drama bullshit. She was just like, what? Or huh? Or whatever. And I'm like, God, that takes so much courage. Like just, and it's not even like a mean, huh? It's just like, like, what? Like, what right? you, like bafflement. Is, that, is there a word? Yes. Yes. Right. And it's yeah. like, I definitely do not have that kind of self-awareness where I can pause that long because the thing is, is that what will happen is like, I will fill that space yeah. with a million words that don't need to be said. Oh man. I, you're reminding me, I have a friend who does not listen to this podcast, Jim Davies. I love you. I was out with him. We were riding our bikes on the lakefront path in Chicago, which is like the most treacherous place on earth. The rollerbladers and children on roller skates and bikers and runners. It really you know, it's is. just like, oh my God. Oh my God. And I forget, I think a rollerblader veered into us or we were, I, one of us gestured wildly and we almost hit her or whatever. And she was like, shit, swearing at us, right? And Jim Davies yells back at her, you have a super good day too. Oh. <laughs> like real loud. That's Very accent. amazing. It's like, oh, damn. I mean, and it came like immediately. That is immediately what came out of his mouth. That's and I was incredible. Like, what damn. a good human. That is a superpower. I mean, it was also like the bitchiest thing. Like, oh. You know what I mean? It was like, but he, the way he said it was like super bitchy and only the way that gay men can be bitchy by saying something like you have a super nice day too. But it was just like, ah, oh, that's a superpower. Yeah, that is a superpower. And like, what is she going to turn around and like be bitchy back again? Like, <laughs> no, she's going to ride away. And then he is going to be the person that like, you know, came out on top on that situation that I admire even years later. I don't know if she rode away. She may have hobbled away. I think we actually may have hurt her. I hope we did. Oh God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I mean, I don't hope we did, but. Oh God. Yeah. The struggle's real. Humaning's hard. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> I'm just going to keep oh using it. Oh my God. Humaning is hard. <laughs> is my new favorite thing ever. I really am going to look into those sweatpants. I think that that would be something that I would genuinely wear definitely to Trader Joe's. And if my Trader Joe's person saw that and didn't comment on it and instead talk about my fucking cranberries, I would be like, you're a robot. What is wrong with you? No, I, that would be so mean. <laughs> like I would want everyone to comment on my humaning headband. Maybe that's well, just my issue. I feel like I, now I'm picturing you in head to toe humaning. It's yes. a headband. It's a t-shirt. It's sweatpants. It's maybe socks, leg warmers. It's the leg warmers with the jean skirt. Obby. <laughs> <laughs> Taking after you first day of school. It's happening. Yes. 
Oh, it's so good to be back, Karen. I'm so happy to see you. This like gives me life and I'm so happy. It's Friday. It's like a great kickoff to the weekend. And thanks for chatting. Thank you, Katie. Wonderful to see you. Yes. I hope you have a great drive back to Chicago from Sheffield and listeners. I hope that you have a great week and we will see you next week.